this is Doug Beecham. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. In the last podcast, I began to set the stage for you to talk about, particularly you who are pastors, to talk about calling people, preaching a sermon and sharing your own testimony of how God called you into the ministry with the intention during the month of October of giving people an opportunity Number one, to hear part of your own story, certainly to hear the biblical story. But thirdly, for some of them to be receptive to the question, is God calling me into some form of greater ministry? Maybe it's just more more ministry in the local church, but for some it would be ministry that that would involve in the IPHC credentialed ministry. Maybe Maybe somebody who's at a a second career stage or even a young person, someone responding to a sense, God's calling me to to be a pastor. God's calling me to be a missionary. I talked extensively about that in the previous podcast. And if you're a lay person who's listening to this and did not hear that podcast, towards the beginning of it, I talked about how you can, during the month of October, you can help honor your pastor and his or her family during Pastor Appreciation Month. So if you didn't get a chance to hear that, please go back and listen to it. I want to continue with that, um, that whole theme of calling people. And I want to put some focus on something that I began to emphasize uh, in the latter part of June of this, of this year. I was preaching in the South Carolina Conference in Lake City and preaching at the camp meeting. And a couple of weeks earlier, I had been reading, and initially it's part of just my own devotional reading, of reading through the biblical book of 1 Kings. And as I got to 1 Kings chapter 20, there was a portion of that that really grabbed my attention. So if you want to put this on pause in just a second, open up your Bible to 1 Kings chapter 20. I'm going to be making reference out of the New King James Version of the Bible. But pause, open up your Bible to 1 Kings 20, and then come back. Thanks for opening your Bible. I want to set some stage for you. The primary prophet is Elijah. He's ministering in the northern kingdom. This is the kingdom that in the Bible is known sometimes as Israel. It's called sometimes Samaria, sometimes even Ephraim, which was the largest tribe in the northern kingdom. This is a period that is occurring about a uh, hundred years or so after what's called the divided monarchy. After David and Solomon, where you had the united monarchy, where all the 12 tribes were together under one king. Following Solomon, the tribes divided, and there was, there was the equivalent of, of a form of a civil war and division that occurred that really lasted throughout the rest of Israel's history. Elijah is primarily a prophet to the northern kingdom, and the northern kingdom in many ways, is a very apostate king. All of its rulers are predominantly unfaithful. And it begins with Jeroboam, who institutes uh, a, a different kind of worship in the northern kingdom. And it's just a very, very sad story. And you, you read about these kings and the apostasy, the immorality, the injustice 
that just permeates the northern kingdom. 1 Kings 20 follows the end of, actually, they're the end of chapter 19, where Elijah has called the young man who's going to follow him as a prophet, Elisha. So we are at the beginning of a transition period from one established prophet to a prophet who's going to take his place. And Elisha's story really begins to to take place on its own when you get into 2 Kings. But you've got, you've got these two overlapping with one another, and that's, that's part of this emphasis that I'm going to lay out for you. In this story in 1 Kings 20, you have a wicked king. You have Ahab. He's a terrible, terrible king, and he's married a, a terrible lady. Her name is Jezebel. And you've got this king, though, who is threatened by the Syrians. And in the middle of this guy's wickedness, God does not abandon him. It's a great mystery. Uh, you, you think about it just with all nations. In many cases, rulers, and even in our own country in the United States, sometimes presidents have not been godly leaders. And yet... People intercede. Sometimes the leader even cries out for help. And, and you have that occur. And you've got then in this story, you've got God coming back with a prophet. He's an unnamed prophet. This is in verse 13, where the Syrian leader Ben-Hadad has come against Samaria and come against uh, King Ahab. And Ahab is crying out for help. What will happen to us? And in verse 13, suddenly, that's an amazing word, isn't it? Just out of the blue it appears, but it's never out of the blue with God. God's timing is always perfect. Suddenly, a prophet approached King Ahab of Israel saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you seen all this great multitude? That's the enemy. Behold, I will deliver it into your hand today, and you will know that I am the Lord. Ahab then asked, By whom? And the prophet said, Thus says the Lord, By the young leaders of the provinces. Then Ahab said, Who will set the battle in order? And the prophet answered, You. And then in verse 15, Then he mustered the young leaders of the provinces, and there were 232. And after them, he mustered all the people, all the children of Israel, 7,000 of them, uh, to, to be part of this response. Now, I need to tell you, when I was reading this, I was actually in Georgia. I was in uh, the community uh, that I grew up in as a teenager and where I went to college, Emmanuel College. I was in Franklin Springs. When, when I read this passage, that 232 young leaders just jumped out at me. And I felt so strongly in my spirit that this was a word for the IPHC, that around the globe, God is calling for young leaders to arise. In this case, some of the other translations says that these might have been young, young political leaders in the provinces. That, that might mean that they were, they were certainly not children and they might not have been what we would call teenagers today. They might have been in their 20s, for instance. But the whole notion of a younger group being responsive 
to hear God speak to them. This touched me so much. I came back and I shared it with uh, Bishop Tommy McGee, who's the IPHC Executive Director of Discipleship Ministries. His heart resonated with it. I shared it when I preached in, in Lake City at the South Carolina Conference camp meeting. And I actually called it hashtag 232. Some of you have seen some references to that on various Facebook pages, or you've heard me talk about it before, or Bishop McGee talk about it. Hashtag 232. This is a call that's partly related to what I mentioned to you in the previous podcast, but it's a call for children. It's a call for teenagers. It's a call uh, for young adults, college age. It's actually a call for anybody who still feels whatever their whatever our biological age is, our spiritual age is still young and ready to respond to what God is calling us in hashtag 232. I think it's really important for us because it ties in to the end of chapter chapter 19 of Elisha calling somebody younger who would be trained and prepared and mentored to take his place, to receive the anointing God would have upon them. In the midst of this, there is this call for a new generation. All of this is part of really the vision of IPHC that's called Arise 2033. God is using hashtag 232 for a new generation who will arise in the IPHC to carry forth this vision of reaching new cities, reaching new counties, reaching new countries for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm asking you, go back and read 1 Kings 20. Begin to pray, begin to cry out to God for a hashtag 232 out of your own congregation, out of the people that you know, of young people who will respond. We who are older, we who are in leadership, we have a responsibility to put the battle plan in order. That's our assignment. Our then our follow-up assignment is to call for those who will respond to the battle. Give them the opportunity. Give them the opportunity to be mentored, to get experience, and then to be released for what God wants to do in their generation and across the IPHC to the ends of the earth. Well, thanks for listening to me, and don't forget, hashtag 232. God bless you.